Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can pop me a text to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103. Or if you want to be a part of the show, you can email me encore at midlands103.com. And I just want to say a big thanks to Claire O'Brien for coming on the show last week. But here's what's happening tonight on the show. Leash Youth Theatre restarts in Port Leash for the 2023-2024 season on Tuesday the 14th of November so Pauline Dunn will be in to explain everything going on there. David Munley and Shane McGowan are bringing their show to the Esker Arts Centre and David will be in to talk about their music and what will be coming up. And are you an individual, an artist or a member of a group that organises Bialtana festivals in your community? Well, age and opportunity producers of the Bialtana Festival invite you to join them in Dublin at the National Gallery of Ireland on November 15th. So we'll be telling you all about that later on in the show. But I'm very excited to kick the show off. I am joined in studio with some amazing and incredibly talented bunch of people. So I am joined by Eva, Jamila, Isabel and their teacher director, Jane. They are from the Sacred Heart School in Tullamore and they are involved in the TY musical of Chicago, which is coming to the Esker Arts Centre in November. Girls, how are we? Hello, Janet. Thanks for having us on. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you in here. Right, so we'll go in order of the girls and tell me what character you're playing. So we'll start with Eva. Uh, So I'm playing the character of Roxy Hart. Roxy. And Jamila? I'm playing Velma Kelly. Oh, fun. And Isabel? And I'm playing Matron Mama Morton. And then Jane? Well, I am just the boss. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have done Chicago before and I did play Matron Mama Morton, so... (laughs) Okay, amazing. Right, so Jane, talk me through how you got Chicago. Um, to be honest, uh, I got a phone call from Orla Healy last year, towards the end of last year, um, saying they were thinking of doing a show. And I went down for a quick chat with her and she said, what What do you think we should do? And I just said, well, I think Chicago. And straight away she went, OK. And I was like, <laughs> seriously? <laughs> just pick whatever I want. Um, no, it's great. The reason I picked Chicago, um, the girls have done Sister Act previously. So that's a very female heavy show. They've done Little Top of Horrors again, very female heavy. Um, so I wanted another one that was female heavy because mm-hmm. obviously it's a girls school. Now we do have a few boys in it from around the town. But um, also I just love Chicago. The characters are fierce yeah often in musicals like you get the love interest girl or the parts are kind of written oh it's a bit like yeah mushy but all of these three are like really fiery strong characters and some of the songs like they're just full of kind of like anger and I just love watching the girls doing it I think they're getting a lot out of it and how how have rehearsals been yeah, the rehearsals have the girls all roll their eyes here now Um, no rehearsals have been great all along Um, it's very, very difficult to do in a school because in Sacred Heart, um, they let anyone in any of the years uh, participate in the musicals. Okay. So in other schools, you might have to have TY. So it's more easy to coordinate a rehearsal, for mm-hmm. example. You can schedule it into your timetable. So with the amount of sports and other activities that are going on, it was quite tricky to get everyone at the one time. But I've been cracking the whip now, haven't I, girls, yeah. now yeah. this last week. Yeah. So um, we, we had a good four hours stint now this morning and... It's, it's looking good. It's looking in good shape. It's getting there, yeah. Yeah, it's just about. Because you're in the last few weeks before you go live, which is the 21st to the 23rd of November. Now, 
I have to say, you guys are very lucky because you're bringing this to the Esker Arts Centre in Tullamore. My TY play that I did, we were in the community centre. <laughs> so how does it feel actually doing it on a professional stage? It feels so great. Like, I think we're the first school to be in the Esker Arts Centre. And, like, it's such a great opportunity for the school to be on, like, an actual good stage. And, like, I think we have tiered seating and all. So yeah. it's really great, yeah. Does it make you feel like professionals being in the dressing rooms backstage and everything as well? I'm yeah, looking, I'm looking at yeah, Jamila and Eva. Uh, yeah, I think it's great that the infrastructure in the town is like now available, that we have like a really nice brand new theatre and it's great to see it for the town, I suppose. To be honest, I don't know any uh, better yeah, or any yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> I do kind of think that, that I really think the girls are probably going to get a shock when we go in there in, two, in like less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think in their heads, they think, oh yeah, we're in the Asker Arts. But I don't think until they walk through that door that they're going to realise. <laughs> but we have got them lovely dressing rooms in there now yes. with all the mirrors yeah. all around yes. it. Which makes it like, and all, all credit to the GAA for hosting us before, but it's not quite the same, is yeah. it, upstairs no. in the GAA? <laughs> no, it'll be, it'll be a completely different feeling. And you'll, you'll go, this is what I want to do. I so think so. Some people will walk away going, this is exactly what I do. Others would be like, oh, thank God that's over. <laughs> <laughs> but having you in studio with me now, I'm looking at you and I'm like, radio presenters? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> so this is obviously Chicago, but we're making it a teen version. Yes. Yeah. How has that been? I'd like to stress that. Yes. <laughs> How has it been adapting? Um, well, actually, it comes in a teen edition. So oh, it is brilliant. actually licensed for teens. There's an adult show. Um, so I suppose people that knew Chicago would straight away think of the costuming in the adult show and the content and kind of think, oh my God, that's not for secondary schools. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the teen edition is uh, has toned down a bit. Um, there's a couple of songs that aren't in it that are in the adult version. Mm-hmm. And for our costumes, we're going in all blacks, but, just, yeah. but really nice. It looks great. So... Um, I won't give too much away. It's still, the girls still think it's a little bit uh, <laughs> on the line, but <laughs> I, I think it's great, isn't it? Do you, yeah. do you think the characters yeah. are good? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. I think they've been adapted well. Like we still have the excellent storyline and like strong characters. So I think that's important as well. Yeah, it's nice to play like sassy characters, isn't it? And, you know. Yeah, and you'd imagine, you know, something would feel kind of different or missing, but actually like it doesn't at all. No. It's yeah. like it's all the same. Nearly. Yeah, I think it's the costuming in the in the adult mm. one that makes it really like adult. Yeah, I think it's more like I I think of it as like on social media where one person's trying to outdo the other person. It's like Roxy has more yeah. likes and Velma has more likes and she'll <laughs> yeah. do something else to get more likes. So it's nearly like a popularity contest is actually really what it's about. Mm. It's about the two of these trying to get one over and Mama Morton's in the middle here taking the bribes and stirring Stern the pot. pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love that. So how have each of you found adapting to this character and bringing this role to life and kind of putting your own little spin on it so Jamila I'll go to you first um, I don't know I find playing Velma pretty easy which probably isn't <laughs> <laughs> no um, I think playing her is easy in a way because she kind of says things that you wish you would say but you won't say because <laughs> it's mean or it's rude do you okay. know what I mean but I don't know can channel like a bit of like a diva kind of energy and I think that's kind of just the most important thing if it's like the mindset rather and that kind of comes true. Yeah, and the gas, the gas thing about Jamila is she she wasn't going to audition for the show and then yeah. her name came up last <laughs> on the list and she came into the audition room and she was, we were like, who is that <laughs> one? And when we cast her in the show, like I, did, I actually didn't know Jamila, but mm. I, I had said to other teachers when they saw her on the list, they were like, 
bad girl a quiet girl <laughs> so like it was it, it was a shock but she's so good at it I wouldn't say quiet I no, really wouldn't you? say quiet about you <laughs> has this brought you out of your shell not really well I <laughs> no when, it's not they brought me out of my shell I think when I'm in school I'm kind of in school mode and you know I'm mm. trying to concentrate and like do well but like I like to have a laugh I like to have a chat and I like all this sort of stuff I like watching movies I like watching musicals so I just kind of but you, you, where did you get that it. confidence straight away to like I was saying earlier born without embarrassment I, like, <laughs> I just Love don't it. I just don't like I don't just know. Don't care. and I'm kind of even obviously like I'm human like I feel it sometimes but I'm just kind of like nobody will notice like it looks bad if you're there and you're embarrassed fake it till you make exactly. it isn't that it exactly exactly <laughs> At the end of the day, if I'm embarrassed in a mall, people will be like, oh, she was a bit. But if I'm confident and I'm great, then all you can yeah, say, if you, all you can say if is, you oh, believe she it. was really good. Like You just work so, with it. You just yeah, work genuinely. with it. Eva, how do you find your role? Well, I suppose at the beginning of the show, uh, Roxy's quite like a meek and kind of timid person. And then as the show progresses, she becomes like very sassy and a diva. So <laughs> I think it's been really interesting to be taking on the role of Roxy because, well, I'd like to think that I'm the opposite of Roxy at the end of the show. <laughs> so it's been kind of like having an alter ego, kind of being cool. Roxy. She gets a little taste fun. of power even. Yeah. She goes with yeah. it, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And Isabel, how has it been, Mammy? Uh, I don't know. It's definitely kind of a challenge. Like, I've never played a role like this because mm-hmm. she's like such a strong personality and like very confident. And she basically like runs the prison and stuff, you know? Um, but I think it's really like exciting playing like a newer role, you know, rather than just like, again, the sweet little like romance, like cute little girl you know so mm-hmm. I, like, I really enjoyed like getting out of my comfort zone with that but like I'm really enjoying playing and Isabel's a great dancer she's the dance captain for the show mm-hmm. and the first time we had wow. a workshop we spotted her straight away we were like that one is great and and she wanted to actually audition for these two parts the Roxy and Velma because yes, of the dancing <laughs> as soon as I saw her we were actually all went that girl is Emma <laughs> Morton like she just has a really good presence really good physicality and she's doing a great job at it now that's so sweet Chicago is known for its iconic choreography yes how has that been? oh god girls <laughs> <laughs> when, when we're talking about hectic rehearsals it's dance rehearsals oh, all to be honest it's just Chaos. constantly dance yeah. dance wow. dance dance yeah. yeah the majority of the show is dances I think if yeah. the girls yeah. hear me say smile one more time oh oh smile <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, we had um, Chris Groon um, come in and do the choreography and Sinead Handy, both of them. So Chris is actually the dame in the Helix Panto at the moment, so he's just left us. Yeah, um, but yeah. He, like, he, Tullamore audiences would have well known him from like, the musicals and everything around this way. So mm. he's done a lot of work with the girls and I brought him in because he's good crack and I thought yeah. the girls would enjoy him, you know. <laughs> yeah, and then Sinead has been in there then with Chris all the time. Um, so yeah, we had, we had, it took a while to get used to some of them fossey moves. Yeah, <laughs> like it's definitely like a very like niche like um, dance style, you know, but I think the choreography is brilliant like um, and I think like, it'll look yeah. really good on stage. Yeah, I think it's just about committing. I think some, sometimes teenagers are a bit like shy about just letting go and being silly or yeah. you know that way but like that that's what makes it look good is when you just push that extra bit like yeah yeah it's great so what are now I'm Jane <laughs> teacher and director for this entire show what are you looking forward to the most on opening night oh my god I uh, know I actually I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing the girls at the end of the show just so they can get that. I know what the buzz is. Mm. I've done it. And I just, there's so many of them that haven't done it. And I just want them to be, oh my God, that last few weeks was hell. But this is, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> That's what I want for them. Just to get that special feeling of, wow, I did that. 
Yeah. Right, Isabel? We hope that'll come. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think, like, right now, like, the two weeks leading up is always the most intense, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, opening night, like, there's, again, no better feeling than that of just, like, okay, we've won show done, like, we can do it, you know? And then, like, it's just enjoying it, so, yeah. Okay, Jamil? Um, the dances. Actually, like, they're a lot of work. Yeah. But I love them, especially all that jazz. It's my favourite dance. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah. No, yeah, that's it. It's re. It's long. It's what is it? Six, five, six minutes. There's a lot going on in a show. Yeah, and but it's around. good. We've done enough hours of it this week. Yeah, yeah. About <laughs> like twenty. Now that we've got it really good, I think. It's yeah. A really good. We're putting the polish on it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine. And Eva, what are you looking forward to the most? I would say I'm just looking forward to probably opening at the most when that first kind of song is over and the audience start clapping. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is real. I think yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. I can remember when I first did hairspray. And I was the opening song. Just the way the crowd reacts gives you that buzz to go, oh, I got this. Oh, I know I have this. Because you don't actually, you don't even recognise the crowd is there with the lights and everything on you. You're just straight into, I know what I got to do. I've got this. So I'm very excited to see everyone all done up and on stage. Yeah. I think it'd be, I mean, how many are are actually taking part? We have uh, almost 60. 60. Yeah, almost 60. And like, so the girls are getting actually in their costumes tomorrow and makeup tomorrow because they're going to do a performance of all that jazz for the whole school before they go home. So this will be the first time that we're not all there in tracksuits and uniforms. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, oh, I yeah. love yeah. that. So we have like a, the photographer coming in. He's going to take a few photographs of them. We'll hopefully put an article in the paper next week. And it's great for them. It's great. It's, I mean, it's such a good school for the amount of commitment that they give to it. And, you know, and, and like it's so expensive to put on shows, especially in the theatre. Mm. Like there's 40% of your budget gone on theatre and rights straight away. So I just think it's like it's such a great school for supporting the arts and giving like the girls the opportunity to really you know go into the best place and get the best tech and everything so definitely now for anyone that is listening that wants to get tickets or want to find any more information where can they go well you can buy them on eskerarts.ie it's on the website there and it's the 21st to the 23rd and they're selling quite well so I wouldn't delay no (laughs) I have to say having the the confidence that is coming out of the three girls in studio now is absolutely amazing. So make sure you go get your tickets to go see Chicago on the 21st to the 23rd of November. 7.30pm, the show's a kickoff booking, eskerarts.ie. Thank you so much for coming in. I've absolutely been delighted to have you all in studio. Thanks, Thanks for having, having us. You. And break a leg, girls. Yes. <laughs> but not really. No, 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 please don't. <laughs> right, next year on Midlands 103, Leash Youth Centre's new season is starting soon. And what can people look forward to Encore in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre at Cologne our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too your theatre our home deancrowtheatre.com this is Encore with Shannon Fogarty and Leash Youth Theatre restarts in Port Leash for the 2023-2024 season on Tuesday the 14th of November. Now this is open to young people aged between 12 to 18 who are interested in drama, acting, creative writing and storytelling and all aspects of theatre both on and off the stage. And joining me now is Leash Youth Theatre facilitator Pauline Dunn. Pauline, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm delighted to have you on to talk talk about the restart of the Leash Youth Theatre for this season. How is it all going? Uh, well, it's just getting kicking off, really. So a good start is half the work, and we're really hoping to make a good start. <laughs> and that, So it's all kicking off on the 14th of November. So what is going to happen on that date? 
So on the 14th of November, any young people who are interested in taking part in youth theatre can come down to Four Hines Square in Port Leash, um, the Leash Dance Studio, and participate in a workshop that starts at half seven and runs till nine. So what's involved in the Leash Youth Theatre? Um, so Leash Youth Theatre is a way for young people to get involved in theatre and the arts. So they can just show up and we go through workshops where they learn new skills about theatre, drama, all aspects of it. So everything from like acting and performing to like stage design, um, creative writing, playwriting, devising, like all aspects of theatre that we can get our hands on making that kind of learning available to them. And um, hopefully they enjoy learning about that kind of stuff and they usually make a few new friends as well. I think what's great about something like this is they get a behind the scenes of what happens in a theatre. So it's not just what you see on stage. There's lighting, there's sound, there's, you know, running the entire venue itself. So it gives them a perspective that they wouldn't have seen before, which is nice. But how do you think that this would benefit young people, even let's say if they're shy? So, like, um, the National Organization of Youth Theatre has actually done, like, a really long-running, I think it's like a 20-year study um, on how youth theatre benefits kids who even are shy or not really interested in that, like, really forward-facing role because lots of kids are more interested in, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff, like the direction, the direction of the big one, <laughs> uh, things like that. And it, But it also helps uh, young people really, like, boost their confidence. It builds, like... Um, skills, even if they're like not really comfortable being on stage or performing in front of people, it does help them become more comfortable with that like aspect of like having uh, putting your voice out there and like putting your whole weight behind your opinions um, so that they feel more comfort comfortable even in like non stage spaces to ha- to like express themselves. And it's a safe space for them to come out of their shell. It really is. Um, and it's a really good way for young people to like kind of, because when you're a teenager, it's so hard. You're trying to figure out what kind of person you want to be and what kind of person you think you are. And you see here's a really great place to like test out a couple of different versions of yourself <laughs> before you like debut it to the rest of the world. <laughs> I, lo- I love how you've put that, how you can, you know, work on who you want to be and then debut it all. <laughs> you're putting on your own show. Yeah. All the world is a stage, sure. Haven't you heard that one before? I have, I have. <laughs> <laughs> so for the, the Leash Youth Theatre, what is the primary goal in empowering youth, young people? Well, honestly, young people do have such an important voice and role in like everything these days. Their opinions are really valuable and we like to, and teaching them how to voice those opinions and throw their weight behind those opinions is really important. And young people are always so creative and so funny and they really like push boundaries in terms of like theatre and what theatre is and it really just drives the whole medium forward and then like for a lot of young people who are looking for a gateway into like theatre or the arts as like a pathway um, it's a really good place to get started. And how long has the Leash Youth Theatre been running? I think it's 27 years maybe 28 years. Oh that's incredible. Yeah I think it's the same age as me. (laughs) I like it. You're the same age as me. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that age is, that's the age of youth theatre. And how do you, because you're the youth theatre facilitator, how do you find working there? I really enjoy it, actually. Um, it's pretty independent. You do have to do a lot of outside research to just, like, maintain your skills because what I do is I, like, teach the workshops and I bring the, 
what skills I have. So I always want to be like developing my own skill set so I can like have new things to teach young people. <laughs> and how many young people have been taking part, let's say, in the last season? In the last season, um, I'm trying to like picture the group photo in my head. <laughs> I think we had about 15 total, but we're really keen to grow that number, to be honest. And there is there's so many, you know, different things that you run that is great for kids of, you know, ages between 12 and 18, especially yeah. just to see different perspectives, as you said. So I know the first session is free and that's just to get a feel yeah. for it. So um, if anyone is interested, what sort of offer can they get and how can they get involved? So, um, the, the the best thing to do is to show up on the first now the first session I always say is always free no matter when you join so it's not just that the next Tuesday one the 14th will be free if you decide next January you're like I'd like to give that a shot your first one's free don't worry about it no commitments to the first one because it is not for everyone but I think it's for everyone <laughs> um, so you show up uh, you partake, you decide whether or not you like it, you come back, I give you a form to fill out that's just like important information, like if you have any allergies, any like your parents' contacts, another adult that we can ring if we can't get in touch, that kind of thing. Um, so you fill that out, you come back, and it's um, 50 euro for the, the term, and that's usually there's two terms, but because we've had difficulty getting started this year, we're going to do just 50 euro for the whole term right up to June. And that'll cover all your like workshop costs and it gets you like low cost tickets at the Donna Mays and like free tickets to some shows at the Donna Mays Art Centre and other like venues around Leash. Um, and we do offer like bursary support and uh, like scholarships to like members who are um, finding it a bit more difficult to um, commit that financial contribution. And another thing we do is like uh, we offer like discounted prices to like siblings or family groups. Oh, that's amazing. And the yeah. deals and there's so much that's included in that. And it's an incredible, yeah. I have to say, it's a very good price for from November up until June. Well, part of you theatre is just really trying to make theatre super, super accessible to young people and to make it available to people. And, uh, you know, within your role, what is your favourite you know, part of your job? Oh, um, I just always find that young people and teenagers are so funny. So when we like develop work, because what I like to do with them is to develop their own work in their own words and just like sort of, so they've kind of created their own theatre pieces and plays. And I always just really enjoy seeing those skills and those, that confidence come on. And as well, just, I, I'd be in stitches laughing at them because <laughs> they're all they're all teenagers are always so funny and it's really hard to like not just be in stitches the whole time I'm working with them oh that's like, so nice serious now <laughs> <laughs> no but it's lovely to be able to say that that's the best because it's nice to be able to have those moments with with kids that are learning in, in this way as well I think that's no. fantastic. So for anyone that is listening that they want to find out a little bit more information about what happens at Leash Youth Theatre, where can they go? So they can, um, obviously they can come on Tuesday on the 14th at half seven to four Hind Square or they can get in touch at my mobile number which is 085 788 
0800-257-303 or they can contact the Donna Mays Art Centre at boxoffice at donnamays.ie. That is amazing. Pauline, thank you so much for coming on and I wish you the best of luck for the new season of the Leash Youth Theatre. Okay, thank you so much for having me, Sean. If anyone is interested or if you know anyone who would be interested to get involved in the Leash Youth Theatre, then make sure to contact Pauline. Her number again is 085-788-7303. We're going to take a quick break and after I catch up with David Munley on his upcoming concert coming to Tullamore. Midlands 183's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com Welcome back to Encore with Shannon Fogarty. David Munley and Shane McGowan have been playing music together for nearly 20 years promoting a unique approach to traditional music alongside new compositions. And they are bringing their expertise to Esker Arts Centre on Friday the 17th of November from 8pm. And I'm delighted to have David Munley on the show tonight. David, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight. I'm very excited to hear more about what you and Shane are bringing to the Esker Arts Centre on Friday the 17th of November. I did the 17th of November. Myself and Shane McGowan. Shane McGowan, who was named uh, um, very, very... For him, very, very um, misfortunate. Although it can be seen as fortunate. I remember we played a gig in Dublin a couple of years ago and uh, a load of people came with Pogues t-shirts expecting to hear the other Shane McGowan. But uh, this oh, Shane McGowan no. is from Tubber Curry in County Sligo. And myself and Shane have been playing music together for about 20 years. We know each other a long time. And we both have interest in kind of pushing the envelope a small bit. We love jazz we love uh, early classical music. We love uh, traditional music. Shane grew up in a very traditional home like myself. Uh, his father was a renowned and quite well-known flute player in Sligo, Harry McGowan. And uh, Shane is a great rock guitar player. There's a lot of work with Shamey O'Dowd and, and people that are currently playing a lot with Sean Kane, the singer from Galway. But, uh, yeah, Friday week, the 17th, we, we'd be playing what we, what we kind of normally do is... is apply a lot of kind of big wide chords to melodies and and, and, and yeah, experiment a small bit, but also very much rooted in traditional music and we're big fans of Django Reinhardt, for instance. So we play, we delve into that music a small bit as well. And I guess when you're playing together for 20 years, you can have that comfortable, you know, knowing that he knows what you're going to do. You're no, you know what he's going to oh, do. Yeah. And you can ex- experiment, which is amazing. Of course. Of course. It's, it's telepathy. Like we do. Um, I, I lived in the Netherlands for 10 years, from 2010 to 2020. And for most of that time, I'd bring Shane over a couple of times a year to do small tours I'd organize. And, and over that time, you'd build up kind of a, a musical understanding with someone. Um, and it, it's, it's like that. He kind of, he, he knows kind of what I'd, be looking for and vice versa, you know. So we, we have that, um, I suppose, understanding, like uh, without think, you know, knowing what's happening without actually talking about it, you know. It just it's, it's quite instinctive and uh, it's a it's yeah. a very good bond that the two of you have. There's a lot of trust there. There is. There's a lot of trust, and and and, and as well, like we we. we we don't use the safety net a lot of the time either. Like we kind of we, we that experimentation kind of stuff. And if they're, and that's off the cuff, and um, a lot of the time, and it's it's as I said, it's like walking the tightrope without uh, 
without a safety net sometimes. But but that's kind of the excitement of it musically is that um you, you don't know what's going to come out and and one feeds off the other. So I suppose to play with someone, you have to actually not only listen to yourself while you're playing, but listen to the other person uh, equally as much as you're listening to yourself, so that you know where they're going and what they're doing, so that you can feed off that. And I must say, over the years, um, we, we definitely have that. Yeah. Playing together for twenty years, what would be your favorite thing about performing on stage with Shane? It's that it's that kind of you don't know what's coming. Like you have an idea of what you have to play, but how you play it on the night or what colour. I'm a big believer in that word, colour, and, and how we can get that out of the music, out of the traditional music and out of the more experimental music as well. And it's um, you, you'd play the same kind of level of, of creativity and colour to a set of real, you would to a, a newly composed tune. It'd be the what could come out tonight question. And, and, and that's the excitement of it. You know, it's just what's coming next and then it's never the same. I love that. So what would be the most memorable moment you would have had with Shane? We played a lot together over the years. We'd, um, um, it's, hard to, it's hard to pinpoint one, isn't it, after 20 years well, of no, playing it's together? Very, very, very hard. We would have played an awful lot in, in, in France and Belgium and Holland over the years. Lovely concerts and little theatres and little folklore. But sometimes some of the little house concerts we do, like, like when you do a tour for three weeks, for instance, you need to fill in the Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays as well. Like the weekends are always easy to fill, but to, to fill in the middle of the week. And you end up playing in some beautiful homes of people uh, in France and Belgium and Holland and so on. And um, sometimes they're the most memorable part because they're, you're, in, you're in someone's living room <laughs> playing for 40 people in, in a living room of a house. And it's like playing in your own living room. You know, it's very relaxed. Um, it's also, we do savage driving so sometimes the drive back <laughs> after a, a gig can be more memorable than the concert you know, some of the conversations and you know and, and things like that so I can only imagine all, the buzz the buzz that you're on after a concert when you oh, have yeah, the energy yeah, from yeah, the crowd yeah. and everything as well oh, yeah yeah and, and just and the love of that kind of again playing without the safety net and playing and, and just and just seeing what happens and and also being very very true to where you're you're coming from and where you're what you have been influenced by. Like, as I said, both of us very much listened to the likes of Django Reinhardt, but we also listened to Michael Coleman and James Morrison and, you know, and Packet de Lucia and uh, and all these other. And, and yet, I think that's the amazing thing about music is that it's very, it shouldn't be pigeonholed or boxed and saying that's what it is. It's that, like, even in traditional music, like if 100 years ago, there was the likes of these Michael Coleman's and James Morrison's. I bet there was old granddads in the corner telling them that they were making a muck of it as well, you know. And now we look at them as being the, the stalwarts and the legends and the, the lords of, of, of the tradition. And music is never the same. It never stays stagnant. It, it's it's moving. It's it's evolving. And I think we're doing our little share um, to, to, to do that with it and um, to mix it up. And But also, as I said, very, very true to... We both come from North Connacht and, and, and North Connacht traditional music has its own very unique, deep tradition, its own repertoire. And, and, and yeah, we, we, we're very passionate about that as well. 
And we are very excited to see you in the Esker Arts Centre on Friday the 17th of November. And I actually have a little snippet of what uh, yourself and Shane sound like just to play for our listeners so they know what's coming up. But we're very, very excited. So if anyone wants tickets, it's eskerarts.ie on November 17th from 8pm. David, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thanks a million, Shannon. Thank you. Now, if you are involved with your local Bialtana event, then you have been invited to a special event in Dublin. You'll hear all about that just after these right here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 103, your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Now, are you an individual, an artist or a member of a group that organises Bialtana Festival events in your community? Age and Opportunity Producers at the Bialtana Festival invites you to join them in Dublin at the National Gallery of Ireland on November 15th for this year's Bialtana Gathering. And here to explain the gathering is Dr. Tara Byrne. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So can you tell me a little bit about your involvement in this year's Bialtana Gathering? So I, I run the arts programme for Age and Opportunity and we produce the festival. So... Um, I'm the festival director, artistic director, and um, I, therefore, I suppose I represent, I represent the festival. And this is the gathering is a really important part of bringing all of the Bealtaine community together every year, um, and that would literally be all over Ireland. It's in, in every county in the republic um, to to kind of to be inspired because we invite really interesting speakers talking about really great projects. Um, to be maybe challenged in their thinking because we're always trying to think, well, how do we need to grow and how can we be more ambitious and um, to learn a little bit in relation to maybe addressing some practical issues. So sometimes maybe marketing issues or insurance issues might come up and um, to reflect back on the festival that, that you know, they've they completed a few months ago and to think about what they might want to do in the future, I suppose. But I would say like any kind of get together, the the networking aspect of the gathering is probably the most important bit of it. And we really hope that uh, people chat to each other, artists meet organizers, organizers meet artists and, and organizers meet each other. And maybe something might come out of that, you never know. So so that's my role in the gathering. Um, it's really kind of representing the festival as a whole and then thinking, maybe the very last thing I'd say is thinking what are the what's the most important issue right now that we think it would be interesting to explore? And this year, in fact, it's not just about right now now, but the, 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 how do we think about diversity in our work? It's just really, really core. I mean, we know that Ireland has changed enormously in the last 20 years, and we need to be representative of that change in terms of the communities that we work with, the communities we, you know, are surrounded by the communities we represent in the festival. So, so for us, we thought, well, we'll look at we'll look at diversity this year um, because it, just even looking, even working with older people, um, which is what we're all about, uh, we try and represent the many different facets of aging, the many different ways of being older, and the many different models of living as you get older. So the diversity of older age is really important for us. So that's that's where I'm at in relation to this event. And it's incredible to get everyone with from within Ireland that have 
in some involvement in the in the local Bialtana festival to come down. So what will happen throughout the day? Um, so it's we're really delighted firstly that it's in the National Gallery um, and just says on Wednesday the 15th of November um, and we will kick off with an amazing speaker from the Netherlands called Connie Groot um, and she has been working with um, really incredible projects, intergenerational projects that have different, you know, lots of different age groups involved, very diverse um, uh, groups of people from various ethnic minorities in the Netherlands um, and really trying to consider how, you know, how, how we relate to each other as human beings, how we work together and how um, stepping into someone else's shoes is really important to understand them. So she, she, she's going to talk about reciprocity as being at, at the basis of all um, of all our, of all work that tries to be as diverse as possible because there has to be something if I'm going to work with you there has to be something in it for you and there has to be something in it for me so I think it's interesting she's going to talk about it's a two-way thing you know the, considering diversity in the work so I'm really looking forward to her and then we have a number of speakers who are talking about um, projects that they've been involved in that are really interesting so we have um, uh, Lucy Medlicott, who's a really great woman, and she runs the Irish Street Arts Circus and Spectacle Network. And we've introduced circus for the first time in the Bealton Festival this year, and it was fantastic. It was in Galway, and um, it ran for every week during the festival, um, and it was a new thing for us. So that's going to be great. And then we have dance from Limerick. Katie Ewison is a fantastic choreographer, and she's going to talk about intergenerational dance projects she's been involved in. Uh, in Dublin, we've invited Richie Keane from Fatima Groups United, which is um, a really active community centre in, in Dublin 8, and they have an amazing arts programme, and he's the community development worker there, and he's going to talk about their arts programme, which has been transformational for lots of people in that community. And then Catherine Marshall who is on the board of Asian Opportunity, actually, but she is a curator and a writer, and she's part of a really interesting group called Nikailika, which is the Irish for the, the witches or the old hags, and they're, they're a, a, an interesting group of older artists, artists uh, in all the senses of artists, so they're musicians, writers, visual artists, and they're going to talk about, you know, being, being a collective and how supporting each other um, creates a solid foundation for for your creativity. Um, and then we're going to have, uh, after lunch, a, a performance by the Men's Shed uh, Choir in Mayfield, County Cork, which was part of a project uh, led by um, choreographer Helga DC and by composer and conductor Susan McManaman. And so I'm really looking forward to that, um, to be a big group of men dancing and being led by Helga. And that was part of a, a, a project that we were involved in. And then there's going to be a panel discussion which brings it all together. So it'll be chaired by Owen Devardoon, who's a writer, activist, educator, um, and traveler who works with the National Museum. And he's going to be talking to a number of people about what it means, what diversity means. Um, so I think that, that, that there are going to be some really practical aspects to the day but definitely lots of inspiration and lots of time for, for chats and for questions. 
because they're the real lifeblood, I think, of any kind of learning experience. Um, but it'll be very entertaining. I would really recommend that people get their tickets now because it's coming up so soon. Um, and if they want to just look on the uh, Bealtaine website, which is B-E-A-L-T-A-I-N-E dot I-E, um, and you, if you click on the news section, there's a link there. Or you can go onto the Age and Opportunity website um, into the Arts section and you'll find again a link through the news section on how to book. Um, otherwise, contact us at arts at ageandopportunity.ie and we can guide you into how to book or just turn, show up on the day um, and you can get your ticket then. Um, but it, it's just a really good chance to meet other people, spend a bit of time in Dublin if you're not living in Dublin. Um, you can do a bit of shopping afterwards. <laughs> you know, all sorts of ways you can use the day. But for us, it's a real milestone in our Bealtaine calendar. It really is the thing that the biggest marker between one festival and the next. So we're 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 looking forward to 2024, and we hope our organisers are too. And the very last thing I should say is that it's we are funded by the Arts Council and the HSC, and we wouldn't be able to do this without them. So a big thanks to them. And as you said, it's it's a great networking event for everyone, and to get all of the minds in one room and see what creative things you can come up with for next year and it's a fun-filled day that'd be great it's a good day away for anyone that isn't living in dublin as you said so it sounds extremely exciting tara thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it and the best of luck with the day i I feel like it's going to be incredible thank you very much for inviting me thanks shannon that was Dr. Tara Byrne, who was the Festival Artistic Director of Bealtaine Festival. And they, she is with The Age and Opportunity, who are producers of that festival. So again, if you want any more information, you can go to ageandopportunity.ie or bealtaine.ie. That is B-E-A-L-T-A-I-N-E dot if you want more information. It sounds like it's going to be an incredible day with a lot of things going on. As she was saying, dancers and so many other things. And as she said, it's an excuse to go up to Dublin and do a bit of shopping. So if you are in any way, shape or form involved in your local Bealtaine Festival, then that is definitely something that you're going to want to get involved with. Trust me, it sounds like fun. If I had my way, I'd be going up, but... Or maybe I could. You never know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yes, thank you to Dr. Tara for coming on. I really appreciated her time. And that is all the time we have on this evening for Encore. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show. It always flies. I just want to say a big thanks again to Claire O'Brien for coming in last week and taking over the show. I was over at the Mullingar Arts Centre with Roy because he was on an outside broadcast. But remember, if you want to listen back to any of the interviews this evening, you will be able to find it all over on the podcast section on midlands103.com tomorrow. And of course, you can listen back to any of the other interviews um, from before. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offley and Westmead. And if there's anything you would like included on next week's show, make sure to email me at encore at midlands103.com. Stay with us here as Joe Cooney is up just after the eight o'clock news with Country Roads. Have a great weekend. Enjoy it. And I'll be back in the hot seat from seven o'clock on Thursday with everything arts related that you want to know that's happening in the Midlands. (laughs) 